0: Hello, hello. We are Danica and Ashley, and this is The Real Heal. We are a spirituality and wellness podcast here to chat all the real people, places, and things that heal.
1: Today, we have Wendy as our guest, and Wendy is a psychic numerologist, runes reader. I mean, what else,
0: Ash? She's so many things. Yes, she has her own oracle deck. Her sessions are rooted in numerology. And for those of you guys that don't know what numerology is, it is the belief that numbers and the associations between them are mystical and meaningful. Numerology dates back to ancient Egypt and the Babylonian times. So this is a modality that has been around forever.
1: Yes. And for those of you, I had never heard of runes. So for those of you who hadn't heard of runes, runes are an ancient form of oracle used by those seeking advice. So very similar to tarot, but they're stones or um, glyphs carved into wood and she shakes them up, puts her hand over them, feels the heat. She explains it way better than I ever will, but super, super interesting. I had never had that experience. Yes.
0: Well, that's why we're so excited to share her and share her gifts with you today. I connected with her about three years ago and had a session with her. My husband had a session with her. And shortly after that, we went and visited her in her unincorporated ranch down in New Mexico, an hour outside of Roswell. So she's a fascinating woman. She's lived a really interesting life. And we know that you guys are going to love this episode. So if you haven't already please like subscribe, leave us a review. Let us know what you want to hear. We thank you all so much. We absolutely adore you guys. Enjoy. Can I tell you, Wendy, I mean, in every follow-up that I do, I always include your information, especially for the folks who have kind of some big questions about Mm -hmm. life and, you know, considering, you know, making big moves. I'm like, you know, in my follow-up, there's going to be a woman named Wendy and you just, (laughs) you know, her process, what she does is amazing. It's a little mix of numerology and runes and intuition, but you've got to do it. Cool. So I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Yes, we are thrilled. I guess we first just wanted to start with numerology. Like what is numerology and how did you get into it? Well, I actually utilize a
2: form of Pythagorean numerology and I was introduced to numerology at the same time I was introduced to the runes and that was in the early eighties. Okay. So so that's when I learned about Pythagorean numerology and um, I use a very, very simple chart and it looks like a tic-tac-toe board and that Mm -hmm. chart has nine spaces in it. And what you do is you take your birth date and you insert them into those numbers, into those spaces. So all the ones go in one space, the twos go in another, the threes go in another. And by the time it's done, it's very similar to an astrological chart where the birth date, it's all based on the actual birth date. And what it tells you is really impressive. So yeah. you can learn about where your energy's at. Are you a cerebral person? Are you a physical person? Are you spiritually oriented? And then you can combine several charts and you can actually identify karma in between yeah. the different parties. So we bring in... The concept in the understanding of reincarnation, have we done this before? I mean, and we've all recognized proteges. You see this four year old kid sit down at a piano and start hammering away at Mozart. And you're like, my God, the kid's barely been on the earth long enough to even understand any of this. Where does this come from? Exactly.
0: Yeah. Well, and then numerology, could you put it in layman's terms? numerology
2: is the study of numbers certain numbers have a tendency to present themselves people have favorite numbers numbers are a way just another modality for the spirit world to be able to communicate with us and that's how we use it in a a very very simplistic form so I can do a numerology chart for you in a matter of seconds and often it's interesting because I can know you better than your own family You know, your family's like, okay, you're the baby, you will always be the baby, but numerology is like, okay, you're a spiritual being designed with a purpose, let's find out what that purpose is, and that's what numerology can do for us. It's like, okay, we may have not been born with a chart that defines patience. So yeah. we have to work on that and, and to actually understand that about ourselves, of course, is the very beginning. It's like, okay, we got a situation here. I get yeah. really frustrated, really easy. Why is that? And you look at your numerology chart and you're like, well, heck, hey, I've got the arrow of frustration. So I have to work on my patience. So it describes who we are so that we can face our challenges and build our gifts and talents because gifts and talents are also in there as well. Now, numerology can describe our personality and our purpose in life, but what we do with it is where our free will comes in. It's not not like, okay, you're stuck being a very impatient person, you know, for your whole life, you know, you're cursed, but it's not that way at all. It's like, okay, I need to develop my patience. So that mindset helps us
0: heal and helps us evolve. And that's the whole purpose of numerology. Yeah, I love that because same thing in astrology, right? When yes. I look at some of the connections that the harder planets are making together, I'm like, listen, there's a way that we can alchemize this, that we can shift this energy, transform it, and then you get to use it in its highest form. So, yeah, yeah, yep.
2: we're evolving, we're growing, and, yes. and thank God we are. I mean, It's like if if they were trying to jam you back into the shoes you wore in the third grade, it's going to be painful. So evolution and growth is natural. And for us to just roll
0: along with that is the purpose to having a really good life. I remember in the chart reading that you did for me, I mean, I I think I cried multiple times, but I felt so seen. I was like, I feel like you understand me. You understand my family dynamic because we talked Mm -hmm. about my parents and Darwin, my husband and, you know, and my son and all of those things. And it just, yeah, it was just, it was pretty, wow. It seems to make sense. And it's a very,
2: you know, I'm an Aries, you know, I am, I'm an Aries tiger and I'm a a number 11 and I'm like, this has to happen right now. Yeah. 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 And that's what I love about this method. It's not years and years of processing things that we have been going over and over and over. You know, I've got a psychologist in um, in New York, and she says she learned more about her and her husband's relationship in one hour than she has had in years and years of therapy. So. Wow, yeah. You know, it's quick. It's easy to understand. It helps us be more tolerant with each other and say, well, you know, we're we're expecting a rabbit to act like an elephant. You know, we got to let that go. We just, we just got to let that go. And it teaches us that and helps us get along much better in the world.
0: Yeah.
1: I loved getting my reading from you. My first reading was super interesting because you also I gave you my husband's chart as well so then you were able to, you know, say, "Oh, yeah, you guys are compatible and, you know, you could how you do your thing." I always think it's really interesting because I've had Ashley read Stacy's birth chart as well. And there's something so simple when it's not yours that you're listening to. Yes, when you're listening yes. to to your partner's, you're like Of course. Yes, you are so right on. And when it's you, you're like, I don't know, for me, I take it in. It takes a little, like, I want to, like, kind of sit with it for a minute, settle Mm -hmm. it into my system.
2: Mm -hmm. But that's so cool. Interesting what we learn and how connected everybody really is. Yeah. So it, it really helps define that we really are in this together. And we really need to work as a community and as a unit to understand and help each other. And I think this method is, is effective in that way.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Just for our listeners to understand sort of what it sounds like or what they could anticipate. I know you've looked at my chart a few times. Would you be able to, and I don't know if you have it. I can give you my information. Okay. You Um, can give it to me again. Okay. It is seven, seven, 25, 25, 1984.
2: 1984. Okay. So what we're going to do is we are going to make a very basic tic-tac-toe board and we are going to insert 7251984 into the chart. And we're going to see what we come up with because those patterns teach us a lot. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We always count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and make sure everybody got in there. And now, just like in Tic-Tac-Toe, we are looking for three numbers in a row or three blank spaces in a row. Mm. So Ashley has a really amazing chart. She's got the one, the four, and the seven present in their chart. And that is technically called the arrow of Practicality. But after doing these charts for, what, 30 years? And I've done well over 10,000 of them. Um, I have renamed that chart the Arrow of the Beautiful People and not blowing smoke up your skirt, but they always are. Well, they always yeah, are. Wendy. And they kind of look at each other and say, well, you know, I have been known to be attractive and people are attracted to me. And yes, and that's why. And that also gives you a good, strong genetic code. Mm-hmm. Ashley has an unusual chart because she has three positive arrows in her chart. And again, an arrow is three in a row. So the one, the four, and the seven create the arrow of practicality. Now, the one, the five, and the nine, the way they land in the chart actually creates what we would consider the arrow of determination. And this gives people drive. And they Mm -hmm. don't take no for an answer. If you know you're supposed to do something, be somewhere, be with somebody, assist somebody, you just go about it. Yeah. And these people have determination, and they just—they don't falter easy. They—they mm-hmm. they continue on their program. Yeah. Now also, Ashley has the two, the five, and the eight in her chart, and that is all the numbers that are present in what we would call the arrow of spirituality or emotional balance. And these people always have very even keeled personalities. Ding ding, not, ding ding Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So so you won't get a lot of emotional um, ups and downs with these people. They are who they are all the time and they're consistent like that. And we're attracted to people like that. There's not a lot of drama. They're very practical. Uh, It's the arrow of emotional balance. So this is an unusual chart, somebody that has three strong arrows in a row like that. It's unusual, but these people are born with a lot of gifts and talents and to grow into it is a lifetime's Mm -hmm. worth of work. It's like, I am patient. I work my patience. I am physically healthy. I work my physical body. I'm attentive to the fact that it's a machine you know and and it is and so we have to treat it accordingly we we feed it we take care of it we nurture it and then there's the hour of determination on top of everything that gives you the motivation and it's interesting because there are similarities everybody born in 1950 something will have that hour of determination now if they decide that they don't want to be determined and they want to just camp out in mom's basement and live in there for the rest of their lives, then that's a intellectual choice that changes the way they live their life. And those gifts and talents can, just kind of like a muscle, they can atrophy. Mm, So we build our gifts and talents or they atrophy because we, number one, either don't know they even exist Yep. Or number two, we're so pounded on by society mm-hmm. and we have received so many negative programs about who we aren't that we have lost who we are in the mix. So yep. the beauty of this, this numerology is that it puts you right back in the here and now. Who were you at your time of birth? Who were you when you made those decisions to come here in this world? And what is it you were sent here to do? And we're believers that we agreed
0: to the whole thing. Yeah. Yes.
2: What I really love about this modality
1: is so many people I know don't have their birth time. So, you know, I always want everybody to get their birth chart read because I think it's so amazing. But with this one, it's accessible to so many more people. Like my mom, for example, she doesn't have her birth time. She was born in 1956, I believe. So um, for those of you who don't have your birth time, this is an awesome way to
2: get to know yourself a little bit better. Right, and and that's where it all starts. You know, this is all this whole spiritual journey. It's all about self-discovery. Yeah, yeah. you know, know, who are we? Where where do we fit into this mix? And what in God's green earth are we supposed to be doing here? Yes. So, numerology can answer those questions for you in five minutes. Yeah. Whereas you know, it's not relative to your family. It's not relative to your genes. Yeah. It's it's yeah. you and spirit and that's it. So there's no interferences, not your environment, not your childhood, not what you've been taught. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about your, your perfect program when you were born. Yes, and getting back there.
1: Yeah. Oh, like I said, you read my husband's chart, and in it, it has the arrow of addiction. No surprise there. So, for example, if Ashley just had given birth to Brooks and saw the arrow of addiction. That would make right. me a little nervous, obviously. But is, well, so is there something you can do? You know what I mean? Absolutely. To,
2: yeah. Well, the awareness is everything. I mean, if you look and you're like, uh oh, you know what? We have addictive personality types going on here. Let's make sure that we teach balance, we teach limitations, we yeah. enforce that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so that we develop good habits as opposed to extremes. And it's all in the knowing, it's all in the knowing, right? Like if you've got a child who has those tendencies, then, you know, we nip it in the bud at a very young age and teach healthy habits. Yeah. I love to obviously get my own chart read to do
1: the self-discovery, but Mm -hmm. also with children and partners and, you know, everybody in your life who's important. I think it's just so interesting to get a little more insight to them. Why not?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And why not? You know, because yeah. it helps us get along better. Yes. Right. If we understand that. And little Brooksie's having a meltdown because he wants to live on chocolate chip cookies for the rest of his life. Yeah. Then yes. we, we got to work it. We got to get past it. Yeah. Yeah. And this yes. is how we get past it. But it starts with recognition. It's yeah, like, okay, right. well, this is what I got. Now, what am I going to do with it? And again, exactly. this is beauty of free will. It's not like you're stuck with this. You yeah. know, you we're not stuck with anything. Right. We have the ability to, to change and evolve. Um, every day we can make new decisions and change the way we go about our life and, and we practice things. Okay. Well, he's got an addictive personality. We're going to have to create limitations and boundaries. So he gets used to it and then that's his normal. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and then he lives a healthy life. Yeah. And so empowering. And that's what it's for. It is empowering because it's like, okay, well, I got the power to change this world. I recognize how I've been born, you know, <laughs> with what are my strengths and what are my weaknesses and, and let's really build those strengths and let's um, turn those weaknesses into strengths. Yeah but it's, it's all in the knowing, you know, it yeah. starts with the numerology charts, like, well, here I am, because otherwise we're going to assume that everybody's like us because that's normal to us. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And everybody's different. I don't right. care if you're in the, the same, same year, there's going to be differences. And then I've had charts where people are born a different day, a different month, a different year, and their numbers land exactly the same. And that right. tells me something. Yeah. It's like, Okay, well we may have soulmates here, but I tell you, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be an easy relationship either. Right. right because there's so many similarities. It's like, okay, well, we all did the cooking, but did anybody remember to shut the stove off?
0: Right. Right. You know, exactly. this kind
2: of thing, right? So <laughs> so we, we gotta pay attention to that as well.
0: Yeah. Well, and what I love about your sessions is they're so rooted in numerology, but you also work with the runes and your intuition too. So can you tell us a little bit about what the runes are um, just for folks who don't know? And then how do you integrate that in with your session?
1: I had never heard of runes before working with you. So I, I was really interested.
2: Somehow it did not become a really popular modality. But again, in the 80s, when I was introduced to these modalities all at the same time, the runes spoke to me. I'm like, you know what? There's something here. And I Mm -hmm. liked it because there were no middle people. This is ancient knowledge. This is accessible. And again, we're Aries right now, right now. I need to know (laughs) right now. So they allow you to do that. But technically, in in a nutshell, there are several different runic languages. There's Elder Futhark, there's the Norse runes, there's an English uh, uh, Anglo-Saxon language as well. And the language I chose is what is called Elder Futhark. And there are Mm -hmm. 25 glyphs. So they're carved on stone and and it's like a medicine bag. You tumble them around inside the bag and you actually cast them. Uh So what i do is i rattle the runes around in the bag and i hover my hand over the top and so i've activated the chakras inside my hand and i'm feeling for heat Mm. so when i feel that heat i just grab whatever wants to come out and i cast them on the table and that tells a story so those runes actually assist us in communicating with our spirit guides people that have passed yeah. And, and ourselves to, to achieve a better understanding of what the situation actually is requiring of us, as opposed mm. to just, you know, shooting in the dark here. It's like, okay, well, it's, there are 25 runes again, and um, I actually made a, a, an oracle, so a set of cards using these runes, and I added yeah. two. Of course, we have to get our two cents and that's who we are, right? Yes. Oh my God. Well, these runes were, you know, written thousands of years ago when we were still trading, you know, for women, you know. Right. We've evolved. Right. That's right. We've evolved. That's right. So because we've evolved, I wrote this book called Our Evolving Times. And I added these two runes. And one of them is about the matriarch. I added the rune of the matriarch. And that's about the power of women and coming together and using our intuition because we are in such a state right now. Our planet is rattled. Our emotions are rattled. Our kids are like, where is, which way is up? And where do we go from here? So we added the women's rune in there. I called it the matriarch and I gave it the glyph of Venus. Mm -hmm. The goddess of love. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I added the rune of the free spirit. Ah. Because it's so important to know that we are free spirits and we can change our minds anytime. And we need to connect with our free spirit to really know who we are. And to achieve and to be able to access those opportunities that come our way. Yeah. You know, life doesn't happen without the element of risk and it doesn't, you know, that's how we, we get to evolve. It's like, well, heck, I don't know what's going to happen to me. If I move to the Dominican Republic, let's go and find out. Yeah. You know and travel is so awesome because of that. it's like you never know what's gonna happen and it's exciting yeah it and, is and it's fun and, it, and it's good for your spirit to be able to be in that element of
0: spontaneity so mm-hmm. that you can make those choices and attract opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know I think we were just having this conversation me and Danica about just life and change and how really life is accepting change. And when you're not, right, we're just, we're in that resistance. And that is, that brings the stagnancy and it just, you know, it's like, exactly. And anxiety and Mm. all of these things when we Mm -hmm. feel like we are resistant to the change. And so I love that because it is. And I, might I just say, you know, when we were deciding Darwin and I, if we should move, you know, our family to the Dominican Republic, I, you know, I chatted with Wendy, that was part of that was part of the deal, right? It's, you know, yeah. Darwin said to me, well, what, what did Wendy say? We need to get Wendy's thoughts here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And so, so it was,
2: but it was me. me. Yeah. know that it's not really me. Right. I'm connecting to your spirit guides and they always want the best for you. So exactly. it's not necessarily, I mean, I try to keep my opinion out. And again, being an Aries, this is not an easy task. Yeah. However, yes. I've learned to step aside and let the modalities do the talking, let the runes do the talking, let the pendulum answer our questions. So we're literally accessing your spirit guides to see what they want for yep. you. What is best for you?
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't want to put you on the spot, Wendy, but by chance, do you have your runes around? I thought it'd be so amazing to hear a little bit about what that looks like or sounds like. Yes, yeah. absolutely.
2: I would love to introduce you to them. They're wonderful. When Isn't you too, first I know.
1: yeah, when you first did it with me, I was like, I don't I don't really know what's
2: happening. I don't know right. what a runes are. I don't know. Right. Yeah. And I know you hear a rattle, rattle, rattle. It sounds like we're, you know, a bunch of rocks in the washing machine there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I tell you, after so many years of dealing and handling these runes. It's just, it's organic, it's natural, and it becomes a part of you. So I wrote this book and I was telling them when I first found these runes, I carried these runes everywhere. I slept with them under my pillow. Mm. And uh, thank you. And so here they are, and this is what, this is the bag that they come in. Well, this is the bag that I put them in, more like that. And you'll hear a rattle, rattle, rattle. Okay, so this is what we do. So we're gonna focus, and I'm gonna look at Danica for a moment here. And I'm just gonna simply ask these runes what they would like to say. I'm feeling for heat, I've rattled them around, they're all sitting at the bottom of the bag. I'm feeling for heat and then I'm just gonna draw. And however many come out, anywhere between one and 25 will come out of this bag. Now I've got two runes in this particular situation that are facing down. And that represents that which will present itself. So not a situation that's going on right now, but that is what is coming up. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of this information is not written. It's what's happened after 35 years of rune reading and what they've become. So when I turn them over, talks about love and partnerships and then with another male. So let me see if I can show you these. Can you see the little guys? Uh Love Love and partnership right there. And here is a male and there is a uh, a situation where they are addressing a new connection and i can ask with a pendulum is this yeah. somebody who's in your world is this somebody who's coming up is this somebody from the past and we can get all sorts of information on that and basically nail it down but they're talking about love relationships and mm-hmm. partnerships and now to complicate things even further I have allocated a gemstone to each and every single rune. Okay. So if you understand the language of gemstones, you'll understand what rose quartz says. Mm. And this rune that is literally the X, that's all it is, represents mm-hmm. love and partnerships and corresponds to the mineral frequency of rose quartz. Mm. Okay. So you've got rose quartz, and then you've got this rune here. And this particular rune is called Algiz, A-L-G-I-Z. And that literally looks like the inside of a, um, a peace sign. Yeah. Or oh. also, it, it is symbolic of a person standing with their arms upstretched in the air. And what that represents is being that connecting point between the heavens and the earth. You are that connecting point. And so Algiz. In the world of rocks and minerals again represents labradorite Mm. so this is this is rose quartz and labradorite together this is a very strong protective energy around the heart around your love relationship Mm. and labradorite is a biggie it's a biggie i've watched that stone do its thing thousands of times over the years and it is a powerhouse Mm. um it's super protective it's the yang version of moonstone it's Mm. a it's a feldspar just like moonstone only moonstone's white and light like the moon and labradorite is dark so here we have the light and the dark the yin and the yang um the thought and the manifestation so Mm -hmm. So that's what it's telling us. So to really embrace that energy, if you're a gemstone person, it's the combination again of rose quartz and labradorite. Okay. So we wear those two stones and we see how energy shifts in our life. Okay. So we can make medicine bags. We can wear them on our body. We can arrange them on our altar, but those two stones are that, which is speaking to you.
1: Okay. Mm -hmm. So cool. I know. And I just had a, you mentioned manifestation. I just had a uh, Akashic records reading and um, it, she said for the next 33 days, like I'm in a severe manifestation portal. So like get to it. So uh, that's what I've been doing. So, and I have the most that's beautiful labradorite.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's so perfect. Yeah. And so we utilize that love frequency as well. So yeah. we're going to manifest that, which we really love. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: So you started getting into all of this in the 80s. Did were you really connected to your intuition before this or did that kind of evolve?
2: You know what? I think that some of us are born with a very strong sense of intuition and a sense of what's right and what's wrong and mm. what's going on and what isn't really going on. And yeah. even as a little kid, I mean, as I could barely reach the doorknob and I was out of the house. <laughs> and I, I had left the country by the time I was 18 I moved out of my house by the time I think I was 16 and a half or 17 and and got through my schooling elsewhere and some of us are just motivated to to really live our dream and mine just happened to include a lot of travel okay so that's what I did but I mean as a little kid I remember I was high grading in the ocean oh my god those rocks I couldn't get enough I'd come home I was exhausted I had yeah. buckets of them. And if anybody touched one, there's gonna be holy hell to pay because they were my <laughs> rocks. <laughs> so that started very young in life. And my first job in it was really funny because I, I um, I'm an Australian citizen. So I lived in Australia for a lot of years and I was a professional dancer. And I met this agent and she's like, well, let's send you off to Japan. And I'm like, whoo, travel, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And so I did. So I went to Japan. And when I came back to Australia, I got a job at the international airport. And then, because I had just come out of Japan and I'd spent a year there, you know, the the airport was full of Japanese tourists. Uh-huh. So they they sent me to the gift shop because I mean my Japanese was better than theirs, which honestly was totally pathetic, regardless. But but we could manage, you know, yeah, with, with yeah. Our, mix up a little English, a little Japanese, throw a little Spanish in there, whatever it took, we could <laughs> communicate. Yeah. And um, so they sent me to work in the gift shop and there was Australian opals in there. Mm. And I was like, what is this little being that are all yeah. so different? And they're speaking to me and the Japanese tourists loved it. So, so we had yeah. the best time we had all this big energy coming out of that gift shop. And yeah. I guess it all started there. And um, I ended up in San Francisco after that working in a little tiny store called opals and gems of australia yeah and so i learned all about the rocks and minerals and i'd go in the morning and i'd open the safe and it was pitch black in there and and they'd be glowing in there those opals mm. would be glowing and i'd be like "Ooh, this is really crazy and then i'd set it all up in the store and customers would come in and i watched those stones for five and a half years i'd still be in there If they did not move that store, I bet I'd still be sitting in there because it was so fascinating. Right. each stone would choose their wearer. So I watched those stones respond to the people that came in and they would choose their wearers. And I'm like, oh, hell, I just saw something happen there. And that person would go all around that store, look at every opal and go right back to that one stone that selected them in the first place.
0: And so when you say that yeah. can you explain was it a feeling was it hearing something can you explain where that knowing comes from it was a a
2: bigness that little stone mm-hmm. would would actually and i i studied it later i'm like what is that cuz that's a good question that's hard to yeah. put in words yeah. what yeah. what happened there it would like get big all uh, of a sudden it would like magnify itself Okay. And look like a really big stone or send out a flash of light or almost a, a spark of electricity, mm-hmm. especially because this is how I really learned it. People would come in and we had thousands of loose opals and I'd sit their hand down on a black velvet pad and I'd lay the stones on their hand and one stone would light up. Mm. And it happens continually, time after time after time, and they would end up with that stone. And then I learned that opals do the talking. So they would tell you how they want it to be designed, which direction, which finger, which way they wanted to sit, what the setting would look like. Is it gold and silver? What would it be? Wow. So I learned to actually listen to the stones without having any previous knowledge of jewelry design. I mean, I've got a background in art but jewelry design was new. So I learned how to design jewelry from listening to the stones. Wow.
0: So started with the opals and then what came next? Because rocks and minerals, crystals, whatever you want to call them, they're such a big part of your life. Okay. So that opal store ended up moving to Vegas and
2: going to Caesar's palace. So they Mm. shut down that store and I became eligible for a retraining program because now I was a a professional uh, opal jewelry designer. I mean, there are very, very few jobs for this kind of a person. So (laughs) I was eligible to go back into the workforce and they trained me. So I came out of there in graphic art and design and I got a job working for a startup company called Earth Heart Healing Jewelry. I think I was there for like five years. I was at the Opal store for five years. I was there for five years. I was in San Francisco for about a decade. And then a Fortune 500 company came and said, okay, we're buying Earthheart." So they said they were going to open up a store in the Chinese theater in LA. Mm-hmm. So I pack up San Francisco and I move to LA and I'm waiting and waiting and they never showed up picked up the paper when I got to LA. And of course, there were no jobs for metaphysical practitioners, um, focusing on the metaphysical attributes of gems and minerals in there naturally. So I started my own business with the trade shows. Wow. And I sold my personal collection. Oh, how did that feel? It damn near killed me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One, one woman came up to my booth and she says, you know, it's like, you're selling your children in here. What are you doing? And mm-hmm. she was right. And she yes. could tell it killing me, but I yeah. thought, you know what, I've got to get this business started and this is what I got. Yeah. yeah. So good and for it, you. Yeah. It, so there's your element of risk and chance right there. Yeah. So so I had a booth in the conscious living expos and um, um, psychic art fairs and whole life expos and, and all the, the um, natural health and healing shows that, that were um, going around at that moment, it was a circuit. We called ourselves the psychic circus. And we would <laughs> just go around to all these little towns in California and set up and, and lecture. And I lectured on the healing properties of rocks and minerals. For years, for years, and um, till I finally got a store in uh, L.A. and uh, I set up this shop in a secondhand upstairs from a secondhand saddle shop, and um, I would set up there on during the week because the customers were starting to come to my house, Mm, and of course, yeah, me being me, I got a hundred animals there. It's craziness. I'm like, oh, this isn't going to work. Yeah. So (laughs) so we found a little shop and I set it up there. and that went great for like five years. And then my landlord comes to me and says, Oh, Wendy, by the way, I leased your store to to one of your customers. Yes. She
0: did. Wow.
2: But you know what? This is how adversity works. Yeah. I was like, Are you freaking kidding me? Mm -hmm. And I went to my dad's 70th birthday and I was in a plane and I looked out that window and I'm like, what am I so attached to? Yeah. I've got this crappy location in a town that no one's ever heard of. Right. And my boyfriend at the time's like, let's go find you a new one. And so we ended up in Burbank, you know, and, and nobody ever asked me, geez, I never heard of Burbank. Where would that be? Right. Right. You know? Right. Not like, not like in shadow Hills. So, so I set up that store in Burbank and it went so well. I sold those rooms to Harry Potter. We had Angelina Jolie come in. We had Robin Wright come in. And of course I didn't know who wow. any of these people were because I had just lived in the outback of Australia. I could barely wear shoes. Never mind <laughs> be able to identify celebrities, you know? Right. Right. But that's how it was. And then I realized this store is really small, you know, Aries, we're growing, we're constantly growing. So the neighbors come in and say, Oh, by the way, Wendy, we're leaving, we're retiring. And then the landlord came in and said, Oh, by the way, you can knock down that wall in between the two stores and expand your space. Mm. So $50,000 later, I did just that. Wow. I made that money back in two weeks. Wow. Wow. Everybody was amazing. That's ridiculous. You are not going to extend. There's a writer strike. We are in a recession. This is a terrible time for business. And I could hear it in my head. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. So I did. And, and business boomed and it was great.
1: Wow. And what year was
2: this? This was up until I left in 2014, so I probably had that store again for five and a half years or so, and five and a half years in um, Shadow Hills, and then about that again in Burbank. Okay. Five is your
1: numerology number. Apparently. Yes. apparently
2: after yeah. After Five years time to go do something else, right?
1: Right. And yes.
2: I, I'm not afraid to move. I'm I'm well traveled. I'm not afraid to move. I'm not afraid to change my life, and and I'm not afraid to dream either.
0: Yes. Even though it's really. So
2: yes I'm a farmer hippie gardener I have a zillion animals you know I love art and all that so it's not hard for me to go and find something else to do and uh, and so I packed it up and moved to uh, moved out here to New Mexico where I am you know living living my life out here but yeah but that's what happens it's like and I've learned to let go easy it's like you know there was a part of me that wanted to be in New Mexico in such a remote outback place. Like I had lived in Australia, no pollution, no traffic, no people. I like remote. Yeah. And there was a part of me that was already here. So this is how interesting spirit works. You, you think you're going in one direction when really yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it's just part of the journey. So I had some clients in LA, they were from Pasadena and one of them happened to be a pilot And he was a very well-dressed gentleman. And he showed up with a map and a pendulum in the store. And he Mm. says, he hands me the pendulum and he tells me, okay, find it, I'm looking for my place. And I'm like, okay, so I just got the pendulum and I've got the map and it starts swirling in a circle over this little place called Arabella. Mm -hmm. And it's in the outback of a super remote place in New Mexico. no town I mean there's no town out here and he folds up his map and off he goes and a year later his sister comes into the store and tells me oh by the way my brother bought that property let's go look at it so Mm. there was a bizarre thing there was a direct flight at that point that went from if I'm not mistaken it went from Burbank to Roswell yeah And there it was. So we would fly out here and we would go and I'd slip on his kitchen floor. And Mm -hmm. I loved it. I loved it. There's something about this place. There's something here that's for me. And again, I busted out the pendulum and I went for a walk and I found this place along the river and called a realtor and we nailed it down. And and I bought this place and then went away for two years, went back to L.A. to go back to the store. It's business as usual. right? Right. And then, uh, and then, you know, it kind of, it, you know, it, it kind of fell apart in LA after I tried to sell the business mm-hmm. and I didn't realize how much work it would be for somebody to just step in. Cause it sounded like nothing but fun to me. Heck, we got a gemstone business. This is fun. Yeah. Right. So, but apparently it was intimidating to a lot of people. And so I could not sell it. And then I took my product with me and it was fine. Yeah. So here we are.
0: Right. <laughs> so some background. I was connected to Wendy through a friend of mine who worked with you because of a friend she had in LA. And so, you know, I have this amazing session with you and I think, okay, Darwin would be really open to this. So my husband does a session with you and he's like, Wendy is my gal. He was like, Wendy is my guru. (laughs) And so, so we just started a relationship right with you. And because of that, we started talking about crystals and our future and all these things. And so we got the idea. We were like, we want to come we want to come visit you. And up until this move, actually, to the Dominican <laughs> Republic, it was one of the wildest things that we had ever done because we had probably spoken with you three times. And after yep. that, decided that we were going to come. And we did. And then we had child care for Brooks, my son, and that fell through because of the timing. And so we ended up bringing him with us. And we we're like, all right, here we are. We're going to an unincorporated <laughs> town in New Mexico to meet yes. a woman that we've spoken with a few times and we're bringing our, we're bringing our kid. So it was, um, it made no sense at all, but it was honestly, it was one of the best weekends we had ever had. And sometimes you just have to do it. You just have to take what? the risk. And here it was, we show take up. That dance. right. We, we met you in the middle of the night. I think it was 8:30, well, eight 30. We met you the at a gas station dark. Yes, because we couldn't, you know, there's not an address that we could put in Google maps and just show up. And so we met her at at a gas station and we, you have a couple different properties. And so you took us to one where we're staying and you guys, she had breakfast burritos made for us, homemade granola. She had toys for Brooks ready Mm. for him to open. I mean, it was the best welcoming. And then we just had this great weekend where we got to know you and the work that you do on the farm because now you're growing your own food. You've got Mm -hmm. practically a mini zoo. Like, can you tell us what life looks like right now?
2: Well, this is really interesting. So the rocks and minerals are still all over the place. It looks like the gem store. Yep. Yet there are 38 animals melded in between all the cracks and crannies out here. So we got like 20 chickens and a rooster, and we have fabulous eggs and we make omelets to die for out here. Mm-hmm. And it's all organic. Of course, it's all organic because I'm such a control freak. I want to control my little chickens at the eating. <laughs> yes. And we got a potbelly pig and four goats and a billy, uh, four dogs, two cats, two doves. A giant African sulcata tortoise. Yes, you have a dinosaur. Um, it's a dinosaur. I have a dinosaur, and I've had it for 19 <laughs> yes. years. What? She showed up. Yeah, 19 years. She's like a dining room table now. She yeah. is, and yeah, and I got her. She was the size of an Oreo cookie. We used to call her Cookie, and she got bigger and bigger and bigger. So yes, yeah, so she's still here with us. So we've got reptiles and. So we got a lot of animals here. And as you can hear, you know, there's, there's no mute on this thing. Everybody's really quiet. Yeah, Everybody's
0: being yeah. really quiet. Yeah. yeah. Well, I remember in our first session with you, I had no idea what that was in the background. It was your chickens, <laughs> but I was like, my God, what is that sound? I thought it was a child at one point. And I was like, no, this woman's energy is not giving me, you know, a harmed child in the background, but no. Um, it could
2: sound like that, though, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that yep, was that. So. Funny. They were chickens. Yes. And, and so that's what it looks like. Now we've got fruit trees and we're going to get ready to start planting our organic garden and get some vegetables going here. And, you know, we've got peaches, cherries, apples, pears for trees. And I actually just created that community garden where you guys stayed when you were here, Ashley. Um, ah, and we're going to yes. get that going again this year. So, um, yeah, we're going to be busy. And Very we're going to put together, again. we're going to put the teepees back up. Oh, oh good. Cool. So, so we're going to be able to stay in teepees. And I'm hoping y'all come. This is I the know. fun oh. of it is when we get company. And it's fun. You know, we got the petting zoo and there's lots of room and space. And we're on the river. And it's just, it's wow. remote. And it's quiet, you know, it's just, it's quiet except for me. it was very quiet until i showed up apparently according to the neighbors oh my god
1: when someone (laughs) wants to book a session with you do they specify like oh i really want to do the numerology or i really want to do the runes or for me you did a mixture of
2: all of that so what do you recommend well I have now, since I made that Oracle card, I start with a nine card spread for each person now. So even the readings are evolving, you know, before when I was in the store, I had a crystal skull named Uli who I used to use. And I had the runes and I had numerology and the pendulum. So all these different modalities mixed in together. um, I let the client spirit guides control the meeting. Like if they want to come through, they can do strange things like turn my printer on. Yeah. And whatever it is that they do to let me know that they're here, Mm. I've got a very heavy mirror. And when it starts waving around, I know I've got company and they want to converse. So in that particular case, I'll draw from the rooms and Mm. sure enough, they'll tell me who they are and they will relay their messages. And I try really hard not to edit. If this is what they say, then this is what they've said how am I supposed to know? We've only just met. In Mm -hmm. fact, chances are I've got your your first name and a date of birth and that's it. So I find that the less information, the better. So so these days I start with that, the Oracle that I actually did. And now that I put them into that uh, formation of nine cards, it's very similar or the exact same formation as the numerology charts. Mm -hmm. so then it starts telling me stories then it starts telling me stories about the past the present what's going on right now and where we're headed so then we can make some decisions if they want you to move they want you to move if you're resisting that move it's going to come up it's going to come up and it's going to continually come up until we do something about it Mm -hmm. and that's basically what happens and then if they're like well yeah you're right I do want to move here's the places I'm thinking of we can list them and go down the list with the pendulum. And it will tell me yes and no with each right. individual place. And right. we can also get uh, like the month that we're supposed to be packing it up and looking and you know, different people that may be coming, different people that may not. And um, yeah, we just move forward. So it's not something that is um, formatted in a rigid sort of specific way. Mm-hmm. It's very much guided. Yeah. 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 But we can get to the that. bottom of anything. This is the interesting thing about it, is that with these mixed modalities, we can get down to it. We can yeah. find out what the problems are, where is the blockage here? And I get a lot of people. I'm doing everything I can. Yeah. And yeah. I've had people that I've worked with for years, and it gets better and gets better. And then we reach a plateau. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, let's look at it. Like last week I had a client, she's brilliant. Um she's an Ashley too, but she works for an artist and she works as their accountant. And by the way, when, when Ashley's contact me, you contact me together every single time.
0: No kidding. I get
2: one text from you, Ashley. I got another text from that, Ashley. Yep. So, so it's an interesting thing. There's, there's energy out there that is actually going on, regardless of whether we're receptive or not. So when Mm -hmm. we are receptive, it's amazing what we can learn. Mm -hmm. But the situation was that it had defined something obscure this time. It's like, okay, well, there's the rune of creativity in the middle of this spread. What is the problem? Why can't this person reach this creative level in her Mm -hmm. life? And it came down to it that she had to acknowledge the love from her parents. All she could think of was the trauma. Mm -hmm. And we worked through that trauma. We worked through that trauma. We understand it intellectually. Why does it keep coming up? And there it was. It was because she needed to stop and recognize that her parents really loved her. They were children raising children. They were Hollywood Mm -hmm. movie stars. They did not necessarily um, raise them in a traditional way, Um, but but that was it. She had to recognize her love because it was interfering with her relationships as an adult, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because she had that division. There was a block there. There was an untrusting energy around love relationships and we know that to enter into a love relationship there comes the element of risk and vulnerability yep Uh, and people are like oh hell i'm not going there well then why can't i find love in my life it's because we don't have a choice we've got to take that risk and we have to go to that place where we become vulnerable and we talked about it and and we're evolving wow we grow yeah Wow. I love that. I love when it's
1: flowy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I do sound baths and I have my angel cards and I have a practitioner bowl and I, you know, there's so many different ways that it can go. And it's just so nice to not feel blocked into like, oh, you want a runes thing. We're going to do that today. Oh, you you know, yeah, Yeah. I love that.
2: And it's funny because the less we try to control the reading, the better it is, the better it is, the more I, and so I learned how to step aside, you know, we do readings for people, we really need to put ourselves out of the picture, right, we got to step aside, because this has nothing to do with us, Mm -hmm. and, and that's kind of step one in being able to be a reader, is that you really have to put yourself aside, Now that doesn't mean that when people are struggling, I can't tell them, well, look, I lost my whole business twice, Mm -hmm, right? You know, so don't worry if it goes away, you know, it's meant to be that way. It's okay. It's adversity. And we learn through adversity. So Mm -hmm. the personal relationships that we have are relevant, but it's not the focus. Mm -hmm. Ah. So people don't feel as if they need to take their lives personally and if they're being punished by God. Right.
0: Because that doesn't feel good. Exactly. And how are you going to
2: fix that? Right. So we're only interested in things that we can find solutions to if it's yeah. bigger than us, we let it go. You know, we're like, well, hell, this is a big picture. It's yeah. like going to the ocean and say, you know what, you're just not coming in today, Tide. That's it. I'm in charge here. And you're just yeah. not going to come in. And, and meanwhile, you'll see your feet drifting out to sea, <laughs> yeah. you know, because nature is powerful. And yeah. we, have to, we have to get into that flow, just like you said, Danica, to get into that, that natural flow and allow that information to come through.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And you know, And in our spirit world, our gods are never punishing. You know, we're so good at punishing ourselves. Right. What do we need punishment from the outside world for? We don't. Right. But we need to learn to bypass our obstacles so we can be the best we can be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that.
2: One of the highest vibrations that we can ever actually emanate is the element of awe.
0: Like, mm. whoa,
2: that's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. I remember that I did a trade show and these people had written this book, and I think it was called something like Sanctuary. And they talked of and I looked at my chart, it was like doo 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 And then I went way high. And I was like, what is that? And it was the element of awe. Mm. And when I'm around gems and minerals, I can't get enough. I mean, 40 years later, I'm fascinated and, yeah. and And when we have that enthusiasm and that excitement, it raises our vibration. So when we are surrounded by things that we actually really love, our vibration gets beautiful. It's big. It's attractive. It resonates with um, forgiveness, uh, gentleness, Mm. nurturing, that which makes our heart sing. Mm. Yeah. That's how I feel
1: about the sound bowls. I'm like, oh my God. I sell and play the crystal alchemy bowls mm-hmm. oh
2: it'll, it'll send you and mm-hmm. it it is a frequency that removes blockages that have been trapped inside our body from emotional trauma
0: right. so
2: absolutely you know it and it's all amazing it's not like well you need to use the runes and forget all about astrology it, right. it, it's not like that it's like there's so many different ways to commune with spirit that yeah whatever sings to your heart is the answer mm-hmm. um And we'll start with one modality and we'll venture into so many others. Um, That's how we become well-rounded.
1: Yeah. And it's so cool to have that experience because let's say like I would go to one psychic. I would say, well, I'm not going to pay to go to two psychics and like compare notes. You know, that seems kind of crazy. But when you kind of get into this world and all of these different modalities and everything is repeated, like not from me, but from the practitioner, whoever it is, that validation right. is so reassuring, just like I said, with the manifestation, it's like, Oh, that's coming. Up for me. Again. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
2: And, and yeah. so we embrace that information, like it's truth, because it yeah. is, yeah, you know, it's not coming from somebody who's got an agenda.
1: Yeah, you know, right. I
2: mean, it's, it's not like anybody's trying to sell you something. But Mm -hmm. that is a true story. And I realized that when I did those trade shows, you know, we'd all have our booths set up and there were people that were talking about aliens and natural health and healing and and all the different modalities. And the clients would go from one booth to the next and come back and say, you know what? Somebody just told me that. So yes, absolutely. There's, There's a lot of different ways to get that information. So we need to be open and that's a big part of spiritual healing is the ability to open the mind and open the psyche to absorb this information and it can come with some trauma, you know, there may be tears we got to release those blockages, you know, if you were surrounded by a teacher who completely told you time and time again that you were less than who you are, then yeah. you may believe that they were the yeah. authorities. You've embraced yeah. that and it's stuck in your body. So mm-hmm. it's our job to shake it. We got to get rid of it. And right. the gym don't yeah. do just that. They, they, they vibrate to create such a frequency sound healing does that. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. So, so whatever it takes to move that energy out and get that free flowing um movement of energy again is what heals the body and the mind and the spirit Mm -hmm. brings us closer to god closer to spirit i love
0: that you said that because i think we've been talking about this too there's just this idea that you know oh we're spiritual people and everything is you know roses and clouds and all of that but no actually when you decide to go on a healing journey or understand that you are a spiritual being having a human experience the the process of that is so much comes up the trauma the emotions mm-hmm. the everything but that mm-hmm. it's here for us to move through it and we learn about ourselves and we learn about our connection with the universe through that so right
2: right and mm-hmm. it's so true I mean some kids are like oh my god you know we basically raised ourselves our parents weren't there and then when you get down to it it's like well well we, you know we weren't raised in necessarily uh, a very auspicious environment our parents had to work yeah they were they were out there working trying to pay the mortgage trying to keep food in the fridge Mm -hmm. and and as a child we may feel like well they neglected us and and you know we didn't get the love that we needed but years later we can look back at that and say well they were working They they were doing what they thought was the right thing Mm-hmm. And yeah. we can let it go. We can let it go. And finally start to heal and feel that love from a parent or an, a member of authority. They weren't trying to mess us up. They were trying to make us stronger. Yes. And so when we see things differently, we can let it go. We're like, okay, well, I'm strong now. That's good. And we move yeah. on. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, that's so freeing because... I say this all the time in my sessions too, you know, when we're kids, we create narratives because we don't have the emotional maturity. We don't have the rational mind. So you're right. six years old and your teacher never calls on you in class and you keep raising your hand and you're like, well, something must be wrong with me. My teacher doesn't call on me, you mm-hmm, know, right. or you're right to your point. My parents are never around. Why, why don't they right. love me? No, right. right. They're trying to provide right. for you. And that's how that's they're right. showing their love. so yeah. right. And so we have to go
2: back and we have to undo all that trauma. I mean, when that girl, that that session came up last week, we went down into the deepest corners and we were clearing out cobwebs where that little kid was hiding out there because she didn't feel safe. Yeah. I mean, and here we are 50 years old, not feeling safe enough to even have a loving relationship because, you know, we're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. And that little, that little childlike being is all hovered in the corner, you know, feeling very insecure and we got to go and clear all that out. Mm -hmm. That's the spiritual work. And you're right. There's nothing easy about being, um, on the spiritual journey. It's going to come with all sorts of tests, you know, Hey, I'm going to take your, 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 livelihood. I'm going to take your store out from underneath you. I mean, they even stole my, uh, my my website and um, tried to take my business name. And I had to go and have this big lawsuit and go to Geneva and deal with this. And believe me, it was stressful.
1: Oh, I can imagine.
2: This is my company name. I am rocks and runes. I I am a rock. I am a rune. I mean, who who wants to steal that and become what somebody else is, is just weird and creepy to me. Yeah. You know, but it became a legal thing. You know, it became a legal thing, but I mean, ultimately, we won, and I got the name back. I never did get my website back, but I got my name back. Yeah, and yeah. Um, it's just adversity, and it's just life. And I don't take it personally. Uh, apparently, if you've got something valuable, there's a lot of people that would like to take that from you, mm-hmm. as yeah. opposed to create it for themselves. And I'm like, well, what the heck? You should have just opened up a store next to me. Yeah, you know, yeah. you don't have yeah. to take my exact location and. And just show up like
0: you're me. I mean, that's creepy. Right. So- I'm like, we all have our sauce. We've got our secret sauce. And you can try to come and you can try to replicate it and put the ingredients right. and whatever. But like, no. This yeah. is my secret sauce. You've got yeah. yours. Right.
1: So. I get so excited for these ideas that I have. Like, It just pops in my mind. And I'm like, Ashley, I have this like great idea. <laughs> and then to see it be replicated it just makes me crazy yep but I'm trying to I love what you said about not taking I'm trying to like don't take it personally it. yeah I'm trying to deal with it in a very graceful nice way but yep. it's like it's trying
2: it makes us evolve.
1: Yeah. yeah but my it husband said let it go. a really good thing which I didn't you know sometimes when it's good advice you don't really like to hear it right in that moment <laughs> you know what I mean yeah but he said, if people weren't trying to replicate what you're doing, I'd be more worried. And I was like, okay, to hear." yeah, it's
2: tough to hear. But it also gives you the opportunity to really uh, develop. Your, That's, he said the same ideas. thing. Yeah,
1: he said, you, you, just, really you gotta stay two steps ahead. It's gonna absolutely. make you get more
2: creative and more,
1: yep. you and, know, and digging can,
2: deeper. And it can prove as an inspiration. And so we utilize that energy to project yeah. ourselves into our um, our ultimate calling. And, you know, it's a stepping stone. Oh.
1: Wendy, yep. how can people find you? I know you're not a social media gal. So how like people are going to want to book sessions with you. How do they find you?
2: You can text me. And the text is 818-618-4931. And I'll get back with you. Yeah, and um, and it's accessible. You know, I don't charge a lot of money for a specific reason, is that I want to be able to help everybody who needs the help. Yeah. So it's it's not an expensive service. In fact, I've been referred to as the blue collar psychic because you know, it it's information that everybody should be able to have. Yeah happy to share it. And and the karma for that is that I get to live a dream. Some people are hesitant, right? Like maybe they've never
1: had a reading before. Maybe they're a little bit nervous or intimidated and her price points, $50 for a reading. And so that also kind of like pushes
2: it over the edge a little. It's like, well, why not? You know, you're not. And you know what? It's never scary. It's never scary. And, um, we're here to find solutions, period. That's it. We're looking for solutions. We're looking for a better way to make magic happen in our lives. And we get down to it. We do. And you girls are doing the amazing work out there. And
0: uh, and it's working. No, Well, thank you. You have been a huge catalyst for change and for growth and for my family not resisting that. So we... Yeah, we love when we continue. We keep in touch with Wendy because Wendy is like is the biggest Laramar fan. If we oh, oh, are yeah. huge fans, Wendy oh, oh, is yeah. the Laramar. <laughs> I even have this really fabulous oh, my God, piece you're right killing here me. that I just love. But oh, anyway, so I had to just oh, dangle God. it in front of your face really oh. quick. But
2: and, you know, Laramar is so important. I guess if yeah. there's one note we leave on, it yeah. is the beauty and the magic of Laramar. And yeah. that uh, every one of us should have a Larimar on every yeah. moment of our lives. It's just gentle. It's calm. It's it's appropriate for all of us, and mm-hmm. it really helps us speak from our heart. And yeah. it's important. It's important. You know, people are like, well, he doesn't understand. It's like, well, tell him. Yeah. If you don't want a bowling ball for your birthday, tell him what you do want. You know. Yeah. So, so it's a matter of, you know, self-expression and communicating and all the great gifts that come from that, that little risk. Yep.
0: Yeah. Well, and I love how you said that. Cause you said to like, speak from your heart, right. And Larimar is so connected to the throat chakra and the heart yep. chakra. And yep. it's just, you know, I tell everyone, I'm like the vibration. I can't stop saying that of Larimar is it's just, it's like no other. Yes, it's like no, other. like no other. No, there is yeah. nothing. There is nothing like Laramar. Yeah,
2: no. Laramar so is amazing. uh
0: oh, yeah. so good. Oh, well, Laramar is amazing. It is. And so are you. <laughs> yeah. So you <laughs> we, I, we mean that from the bottom <laughs> of our hearts. We just absolutely adore you. Thank you for your time and your wisdom. Yes. Oh, we can't wait for our listeners to anytime. Hear about you. Yes. Nothing but
2: fun for me out here. Nothing but fun. I'm like, <laughs> You guys are awesome. I can't believe you're doing this. You're amazing.